Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Shea Adam is down in the pit lane. It's gone quiet there because <laughs> the 13 cars have all gone out for this 15-minute session. Shea, what do you know? All but one car, John, and if you remember, in our last qualifying at Lime Rock Park, one car sat in the pit lane for more than half the session. That was Robert Wickens. Guess who wound up on pole? That would be Robert Wickens. Guess who's still sitting in the pit lane right now? Uh-huh, Robert Wickens, the number 33, Brian Herta Autosport Hyundai. So all of the other cars have gone out. There was quite a bit of traffic actually leaving the pits, going out of the fast lane. A Hyundai almost spun trying to get some heat into those rear tires by jerking the car back and forth quite violently before going into turn one everybody else is gone but we still have that one hyundai and why is this important well because hyundai is leading the manufacturer's championship for tcr they had a bop adjustment in the form of a ride height and a team member actually referred to it as we're now wearing stilettos they got 15 millimeter increase in the front of the car i think it was a bit more than that in the rear as do not panic that's not the sound of a camaro going out on track but rather going to its pit box and that has dramatically affected the way that we've seen the Hyundais perform so far this weekend. So will one be on pole? This has tended to be an Audi track in the past. Will we see an Audi on pole or the Alpha or a Honda? We have plenty of variety. Thank you, Shit. Just on to pit lane as well. The Some of the GS cars coming in as well. So everybody bar Robert Wiggins still in the pit lane. Everybody being... Uh, in number order, the number one, uh, Brian Herner Autosport Elantra with its uh, jacked up look then at the front end. Taylor Hagler, AJ Muss in the number two Elantra. Tim Lewis in the number five, Alpha Romeo Giulietta for KMW Motorsports. Eric Wa- Rockwell for the 15, Belgard Technicale Audi. For the 19, Tyler Gonzalez for van der Stur racing in the uh, Veloster. Uh, that has not had the right height. It's just the Elantras. Robert Wickens in the pits in the 33. Michael Johnson in the 54 is out for the Elantra there. Gavin Ernstone for Road Shagger Racing Audi 61. Mason Felipe for the 77 Ryan Herter Autosport Elantra. Preston Brown for the number 84 Belgarden Technicale Audi. Chad Gilsinger for the 89 Hart Honda of America Civic, the FK7 car. Uh, 98 Parker Chase, Brian Herter Autosport, uh, that's another Elantra. And finally, last but by no means least, but just in number order, the number 99, uh, Victor Gonzalez for Victor Gonzalez Racing Team, VGRT. And that's another Honda Civic FKR. Managed just about to get those before they came across the line. Quick fire session as ever, Jeremy, 15 minutes. And 15 minutes here equates to far fewer laps than it would do anywhere else that we race for IMSA. There, John. Yes, absolutely right. Uh, It's uh, four miles around here, a little bit over four miles. And uh, so it takes the the average lap time uh, is around about two minutes 20 for the uh, TCR cars. The fastest lap we saw out of the two practice sessions was actually set in the first practice session on Thursday. That was by John Morley 
in the one of the Audis that Shea was to, we referred to, the Roadshaker Racing Audi, car number 61. That was a 2 minutes 20.544. That's actually a couple of tenths quicker than the fastest time that was set in yesterday's session. That was by uh, Carl Whitmer in the in Victor Gonzalez's is, 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 uh, number 99 Honda. So, yeah, the Hyundai's uh, Elantra is down a little bit uh, this, on, on pace this weekend. This is not a track that really suits them in any case. Uh, they weren't expecting to be particularly fast here. They don't have the car. The, the, the Elantras are um, a, a little bit heavier than most of the other cars on the grid. And uh, they, they're, 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 because of their success this season, uh, they have been kind of slowed down a little bit even before this ride height change. So... Uh, the, uh, they weren't expected to be particularly quick here, here in any case. Lime Rock Park, which is the race after which the balance performance change was made, was a track that did particularly suit the Hyundais. So they're a little bit disappointed to have such a, a, a major uh, change to those cars. Raising them by 15 millimetres, that is a lot. I mean, generally speaking, if you change a, a car's ride height by 2 or 3 millimetres, that's generally regards a lot. So 15 is a big chunk. But look, they've got all the resources there uh, to Brown Herd Order Sport. They've got some, a fantastic technical team. David Brown is the technical director there. John Ward, one of the veteran engineers in this sport uh, for Dan Gurney's All-American Races for many, many, many years. Designed all sorts of sensational cars there's a great brain trust there there's a really good group of drivers so yeah they might not have the ultimate pace this weekend but they're still still gonna uh, give what they can and they hope you know they hope at least they can be consistent in the race john and perhaps look after their tires well here is the first bid if you will for pole position for the road america 240 four hours of racing to come Later on today, let's not forget. So yeah. anybody who messes up here and finds something solid is not going to be popular with the team. So there has to be a little bit of give and take, a risk versus reward kind of uh, a calculation with all the drivers. Victor Gonzalez, 2.22.921. In the cool of the morning, still the sun actually not quite high enough up to have cleared the building in which we commentate from in the Haggerty Global Broadcast Centre. There's still a little bit of shadow on the start-finish line here. Uh, track temperatures uh, as cool as we have seen it this weekend, down at 75 Fahrenheit, that's 24 Celsius. Air temperature has been sitting around the mid-20s pretty much every day since we got here, whether it's been sunshine or cloud, and it is 25 in the air today, that's 77 Fahrenheit. A little bit of high cloud but not much at all. Very, very humid and damp overnight. Driving back last night in the Acura RDX with the sunroof open to get a bit of air through the car. And the that, that little sort of screen that pops up as an, uh, an, uh, an air diffuser was actually taking moisture out of the air and sort of gathering it up and then flicking it down, which was quite a nice cooling effect, I thought. Well done, Acura. Nice bit of, uh, nice bit of design there. And pretty much the same this morning as well. So it is very damp uh, in the air. 86% humidity as VGRT uh, and VG himself goes through. And that is very good. VG for him, 221.6. What are we expecting to see, Jeremy, uh, from these cars? Yeah, well, the, the lap record uh, is actually a one night. Uh, two minutes 19.7 that was set by Shelby Blackstock mm. in a Honda Civic back in 2019 uh, the fastest uh, the qualifying time last year was Ryan Norman in one of the Hyundai Elantras at a 2 minutes 20.093 which is pretty much uh, ex 
exactly the same time that was set uh, on Thursday by John Morley in number 61 Audi. So uh, around about 2 minutes 20, I would expect, and uh, as we said, uh, Tyler Gonzalez in the Veloster for Van der Stur Racing, kind of a 19, uh, sets a 2 minutes 20.534. That's his, uh, his third lap, his second flying lap to go top of the charts, just ahead of uh, his sort of namesake, Victor Gonzalez. Tyler Gonzalez is uh, from from uh, uh, Florida, the youngster there in uh, car number 19 from St. Cloud in Florida. Victor Gonzalez uh, or- originally uh, from uh, Puerto Rico and, well, still really from from Puerto Rico and uh, those two have just been eclipsed by Chad Gilsinger in the Honda Amer- of America racing team, Honda oh, wow. Civic, car number 89, a 220.031. So that uh, that t- lap time is precisely 0.06 faster than Ryan Norman's pole time from last year, and only three tenths of a second outside the lap record. Really good lap from Chad Gilsinger. Front wheel drive cars, a uh, little over 300 horsepower from the. Uh mandated two-litre four-cylinder turbocharged engine. All the manufacturers work really hard. This is a global formula. Uh, Marcello Lotti, who for many years has been at the forefront of motorsport with uh, WSE, his company, this this, uh, TCR category, his brainchild, and has really taken off in the last few years, designed as basically 25 to 30 minutes 40-minute sprint cars, but we've seen them race up to 24 hours uh, around the world. And indeed, uh, the Portugal 24 hours that I was at a few weeks ago at uh, the Autodromo do Algarve. And that uh, they were running there. And amazing, amazing pieces of engineering, all factory built. And effectively works raced cars. Oh, there we go. Now, in 19.7, Tim yeah. Lewis in the Alpha, KMW Motorsports, 19.722, Jeremy. Yeah, that's uh, one hundredth of a second outside the lap record here for TCR. And uh, Tim Lewis in the Alfa Romeo Giulietta, that's a car that certainly favoured this weekend. Uh, coming into the weekend, the KMR Engineering uh, Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloce. Gorgeous looking car. Uh, and Tim Lewis Jr. is throwing overhand now uh, as a uh, 2 minutes 19.722. So uh, clearly the quickest by, by three cents of a second over Chad Gilsinger. And it's what, you know, third or fourth or maybe the fifth lap that is really going to be the ultimate performance of these Michelin tyres. So that's three quarters of a second quicker than Victor Gonzalez, <laughs> who has just gone six tenths of a second quicker than Tim uh, did in the first sector. So, well... V- not, no. not that Tim did, but the, the, the Tim does on ah, this lap. Right. He's, I he's, think he's Tim is probably lifted off. Okay. I think he's probably realised that is the peak of the performance on of these the tyres. Yeah. Uh, he, he reckoned he did a good lap, so he's probably going to park it now, I would guess. Well, let's keep an eye on Victor Gonzalez. But the still, bit, purple for Victor, uh, you're it's right, It's as John. quick as anybody yeah. else. It's a short sector. It's basically from the start line to the kink at turn two. Then from turn two, all the way through turn three, down to turn five, back up the other side, round the carousel, and just beyond the kink uh, at turn ten, the right-handed kink, which is the kink. There is a turn eleven, which is really is just a kink. It's barely yeah, that's, turning. That's the a proper wheel. kink. That's a kink. <laughs> turn ten, the kink is a corner. Um, yeah. That's a super kink. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. that one. Uh, Gonzalez then through there, one twenty point three five two. 
the longest yeah. sector. So he's still hauling. That's yeah. still his yeah. fastest sector at, the, in, at that part of the track. That's right, John. And he's got a little bit of a toe here from Taylor Hagler, who's ahead of him in the number one Hyundai as well as he comes up the hill toward the start-finish line. Wait for the time to update. He does improve to 20.623. So he's uh, cut the deficit a wee bit. Uh, no, actually, quite a lot. He, he was... Uh, Three quarters of a second behind Mark Wilkins and Tyler uh, Gonzalez, and now he's uh, he's only three tenths behind Tyler. So that is what fourth position for Victor Gonzalez Racing. So Alpha Honda Hyundai Honda, then all the Elantras, uh, then the two Audis, Michael Johnson Racing's Elantra, the Audi of Belgarden Technicale of Preston Brown, and. Uh, Taylor Hagler in the number one car at the moment, sitting down in 13th position, but has not put a representative lap in yet in that number one car. No, that's strange, isn't it? I suspect that was the start of the lap that we saw just just a moment or two ago. Now coming down towards turn five for that number one car. And yeah, lap behind everybody else has only completed four laps where everybody who's done their quick laps, Jeremy, has has done at least five. Yeah, except so, for the number three car that did go out uh, yes. uh, later. Uh, and interestingly, Mark Wilkins is qualifying that number 33 car, not Robert Wickens. Good point. Very good point. Uh, and again, this, this is a, a four-hour race, so uh, it does sort of, you know, it, it, slightly different strategies being employed here than in the past. I was actually talking to those two the other day uh, about uh, strategy and uh, what have you, because you know, generally speaking, it, it's kind of easier for Robbie to start the race, uh, being of course you're paralysed from the uh, from the from the waist down. Um, it's it's easier to kind of drag him out of the car. He did, however, qualify the car at uh, it was Lime Rock, I think, wasn't it? Was it Lime Rock? Um, uh, where he, uh, he 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 qualified the car? Was it Watkins Glen? I think it was Watkins Glen. Was it Watkins Glen? Yeah, um, and. Um, he, he, because um, it was sort of you know, easier to do that. But he, but he does lose a little bit of time on the driver change yeah. because uh, yeah, it's not as easy for him to obviously hop out of the car and, and get out of the way. And and uh, uh, but, al- but also, well, more particularly, actually, when he gets in the car, generally speaking, you'll, you kind of do the belts up while, you, while you're sitting in the pit lane. When you're going down the pit lane, you will take your hands off the wheel and, and cinch up the belts really yeah, yeah. tightly. He, of course, can't do that because he's a bit busy with his hands on the steering wheel with the, with the hand controls. Good point. So he can't do that. He has to get himself fully Properly situated set. in the car yeah, yeah. before he takes off. Yeah. So at Lime Rock, that did cost him seven or eight seconds. It cost him quite a few positions during the driver change. Uh, and so ideally, uh, Robbie would like to sort of start the car and then hand over to Mark. But with a four-hour race, they figured it's, it's easier. You know, if they lose a few seconds, and they'd be working on that driver change yes. for Robbie to get into the car and leave then uh, for a longer race that uh, time loss for the driver change at that point isn't going to be quite as costly as in a shorter race checkered flag has come out and Victor Gonzalez goes through does not improve that was a slow lap for him Gavin Ernstone goes through, doesn't improve. AJ Must not improving. Michael Johnson does improve the number 54 car, but stays in 11th. Uh, Taylor Hagler improves to 12th with a 24-2. There's some big time gaps here, yeah. uh, Jeremy, down the field, which uh, is not usual, but we're not seeing all of the same qualifying drivers as we normally would do, in fairness to, to, to some of the uh, the 
teams and drivers further down that qualifying run. Yeah, true. Uh, and uh, yeah, for Michael Johnson, he'll be disappointed with that because uh, he, he's another driver for, for, the, uh, for those who don't know. Uh, Michael Johnson also is paralysed. He, however, basically from the neck down, uh, from, well, from the shoulders down, chest down, uh, he has absolutely zero feeling at all uh, in the rest of his body. Uh, and it takes him a little bit of time to get up to speed. So qualifying is always a little bit of a weak point for, for Michael because uh, just because the tyres are at their best before he is really at his best, if you like, uh, during the qualifying sessions. But this is a track he loves, as, as indeed he did at Lime Rock Park when he finished on the podium last time. out. He's won Skip Barber races at Lime Rock Park. He's won, won Skip Barber school races here in the past, the Well Road America track he absolutely loves. Uh, not too far from his home in Michigan either. So he'd be a little bit disappointed by that. But uh, he, he will race a lot better than he qualified. Taylor Hagler got through before the chequered flag and is coming to the line with the potential for a very decent improvement here. Uh, sitting uh, about a second behind Michael Johnson at the moment. There goes the number one, Hyundai, and makes up another position. Uh, made up uh, 1.7 seconds there uh, on that lap, a 2.22 848 moves the number one car to 11th uh, and that was a very good lap so again this is just about when people and the tires the performance of the driver and the tires when those when those two curves intersect with the, the, the what happens with the tires is it takes a lap or two even here to get them to their peak and then they start to drop off with drivers particularly non full pro drivers and I know this to my cost that my last lap is normally my fastest lap in, in qualifying. That's exactly what Taylor Hagler's just done. And it's about where those two curves, one normally dropping down the, the, the performance of the tyres and one going up the performance of the driver. And that is, uh, it's about where they intersect. Uh, let's head to Shea Adam for our first Paul Sitter interview of Super Saturday. Tim Lewis and the Alfa Romeo Giulietta Quadrifoglio of... KMW Motorsports in perfect weather conditions this morning. Uh, Shea Adam has a smiling driver. And it says Team Mean Racing on the hood of this car, but there's a smile on the face of Tim as he gets out and pulls his helmet off and claims that pole position. Now, this car is second in the championship, still with a real shot at claiming victory at the end of the year. But, Tim, congratulations on this pole. How much does it mean to the team to get this? Thank you. Um... Just a testament to their hard work. We uh, we didn't roll off that stellar, and the guys just worked on the car and worked on the car and worked on the car, and here we are. It clearly wasn't an easy pull position for you. You had to put some effort in this morning. How hard were you pushing? Uh, that was flat out. That was everything I had. Um, I was just trying to chase the uh, the 98 car. It was a good marker for me, and um, I knew I only had one lap to get it done. So it's a long race. It's, it's great to be up here, but uh, I hope to be up here at the end of the day. This is an early morning qualifying. We're not going to be racing in these conditions. Is the car going to be just as strong in the afternoon? Probably not. Um, we really focus and practice on long run pace and uh, tire conservation. And, um, you know, this is four hours at Road America. It's, it's not four hours of Daytona or four hours of Watkins Glen. There's, there's some rough curbs out here and, and some stuff that will really beat up the car. So we're just going to focus on taking care of the equipment, and, and hopefully we're there in the fourth hour good news is you know how to win these four-hour races though do you dare think about the championship or do you think about each lap each corner as it comes just taking it one race at a time you know i think if we just put our best effort in each race um we'll be there in atlanta 
congrats on your pole. Good luck in the race. Thank you. And as you can hear, the cars going out behind here for the second part of qualifying, which is reserved for the GS, the GT4 cars. And the agreement between IMSA and SRO. So we've got two uh, different formula here. TCR, that comes from Marcello, Marcello Lotti in WSC uh, and his fertile brain. Uh, the GT4 is an SRO, Stefan Mattel organisation, global formula. And uh, that is a, uh, an arrangement and a partnership that has been renewed relatively recently. Uh, for IMSA and Stefan's organisation. So, and, and a new part to play for, G, for GS as well because the new VP Racing Sports Car Challenge will see two 45-minute races uh, over a race event weekend. But they won't be the only cars on the track. They'll be sharing the racetrack with LMP3 cars. So the GS cars used to being the big dogs here will have to get used. The GS drivers will have to get used to looking in their mirrors and watching the LMP3s come by. The LMP3s used to being uh, the least quick of the prototypes in the WeatherTech Championship. Uh, well, they'll have to learn to pick their way through GT4 cars. That's a brand new series coming to IMSA next year. Watch out for that. Uh, two... Two 45-minute sprint races across the weekends. That pole position for Tim Lewis, uh, life, life begins at 40 for Tim. Uh, he was 40 a couple of weeks ago. Congrats on that, Tim. He's not slowing down at all, of course. Just his second pole position. It's generally uh, his, his co-driver, Ryan Block, who qualifies the Alpha. But uh, with this four-hour race, uh, the, uh, the lesser experienced driver, being Roy Block, will do the middle stint. Uh, so Tim taking the opportunity to qualify that car. His only other pole came at Daytona back in 2000. And 19, I think it was. I just looked at that. 19 or 20. I've forgotten now already. I just looked it up a moment ago. I've forgotten already. But, uh, yeah, so second pole position for Tim Lewis. And he comes into this weekend, as Shay Adam was uh, telling us, second in the points table in TCR. Uh, and only uh, 80 points behind Taylor Hagler and Michael Lewis, who um, have yet to win a race this season. Uh, but that pairing has had, uh, the defending series champions have had four second place finishes uh, to the two wins that the Alpha has had. Uh, but that's, that consistency has been good enough to keep uh, Taylor Hagler and Michael Lewis in the championship lead. But Tim Lewis wants, uh, wants to have a say about that this afternoon. Let's run GS through some drivers out there in GS. Number seven, Alan Brynjolfsson in the bright yellow vault racing Aston Martin. Andrew Davies from McCann Racing in the Porsche. Number eight, uh, in the hard point number nine, it's Sam Owen. That's another Porsche. Automatic Racing in the 09, Rob Eklund, uh, Aston Martin Racing. Now, that is a different livery on that car to what... We would have expected it was a diff issue in their primary car. That is a backup car uh, running a different livery to what we would have expected to see uh, that uh, car in. But it is still running its normal number, the 09. Gary Ferreira for Capstone Motorsports in the Mercedes number 11. Javier, Javier Quiros for Riley Motorsports in the Toyota number 14. 
Anton Diaz Pereira for Riley in their new, and it was literally brand new this week, uh, not even run in uh, during the, the uh, lead up to this. So the first couple of sessions were particularly difficult for the number 21 squad. Hard point, Sean McAllister, number 22 in the Porsche. The Ford Mustang of PF Racing has James Pesek in the number 40. Sean Quinlan for Stephen Cameron Racing in the BMW M4 GT4, number 43. 46, Hugh Plum in the Team TGM Porsche. Uh, the... Nola Sport 47, Matt Travis in that Porsche 718. Uh, Mercedes FCP Euro, that's Trevor Andrisco in the 55 car. Kenton Cook for Murillo in the AMG GT uh, for the 56. Billy Johnson and Luca Mars in respectively the 59 and 60 core motorsport car. Ted Giovannis in the 64. And that's as far as my screen goes. Who else have we got out there? Yeah, Tim Probert in the number 65 uh, Mercedes. They... Uh he and Brent Mosing just had some fantastic runs this season. They are uh, running in the, the bronze category here. Uh, David Brule will be qualifying number 66 car. That is the uh, Kelly Moss Porsche, Porsche, just its second start of the season. Kenny Murillo in car number 72. Tom Collingwood in car number 83. Mark Siegel in a Peregrine Racing number 93 Porsche. Dylan McAvern and Vin Barletta will qualify, qualify the two uh, Turnamo's what BMWs 95 and 96 and Sheena Monk as usual in the number 877 Wentworth Ford Mustang fastest time in uh, practice was set yesterday by young Luca Mars just 16 years of age in car number 60 once one of the two core motorsports Ford Mustangs 2 minutes 16.595 was the fastest time in practice the lap record uh, a qualifying lap record was set by Nate Stacey, coincidentally, his co-driver, uh, in the Aston Martin Vantage back in 2020 at 216.0. That's the benchmark. Great to hear this field of cars out on the circuit. So what have we got? 26 cars. Yeah. And Super competition we've seen this season. And is uh, everybody out? I think they are, aren't they? I think they are, yeah. Yeah, pit yeah. lane's empty. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, so we've lost. We're down one car, aren't we? Which car are we down? So uh, the um, talking to the uh, Marilla racing guys yesterday, Eric Foss, of course, had an unfortunate incident at Lime Rock Park that uh, put a big dent in his championship aspirations. He now trails... He's still second in the points is Eric Foss, who's driving number 56 Mercedes for Murillo Racing. But Alan Brynjolfsson and Trent Hinman in that very distinctive, uh, well, shocking yellow Aston Martin AMR Vantage, the Volt racing machine. See what you did there. Shocking Volt. Very good. Very much. Thank you. Yeah, that's good for this time of the morning, Jeremy. Very impressed. Not bad. It's all Uh, downhill from here. 290 (laughs) points clear. So they've got a pretty pretty stout advantage coming into this weekend with only uh, here and two more races to go in the season. But uh, talking to, to Eric Foss, great news. Jeff Mosing, for whom Kenton Cook has been subbing uh, in recent races because uh, uh, Jeff injured his uh, ribs in a, uh, let's say, a boating accident uh, a while ago. He's, he's, he's supposed to be here this weekend, is Jeff, and, uh, and hoping to be cleared enough, uh, well enough to drive at VIR next time around. So welcome back. Uh, Jeff, great, great that you've uh, hope, hopefully you did make it here. You're supposed to be coming in yesterday, was what I was told. So uh, welcome back, and we look forward to seeing you drive, 
driving again at the wheel of that number 56 car soon. Six cars now have better Tim Lewis's TCR time. And at the top of the pile, it is the 2 minutes 17.3 of the McCann Racing Porsche. At least it was when I started that sentence. That was Andrew Davies. He's now been relegated to second as the fast driver from yesterday in the Cole Motorsport Ford Mustang GT4. This is the number 60-60 car. It goes even quicker, a 2.16.9. And again, Jeremy, what should we be looking for? Yeah, that... Uh, that, that fastest time from yesterday 216.5 the lap record of 216.0 right. doubt we're going to get down to 16.0 probably because uh, they're just completed th- the third lap and third or fourth lap I think is going to be the ultimate for these cars but it looks like Luca Mars has already lifted off so I think he might uh, think he's already done in that number 60 car still six minutes remaining but uh, the tyres say definitely you know, three or four laps is, is the peak of those tyres so who's on a quick one at the moment? Pretty much everybody, actually. And Luca Mars, by the way, he, he's, uh, he, he didn't do the first race of the season at Daytona because he wasn't yet 16 years of age. Uh, he also, the team elected to skip the trip north of the border to Canadian Time Motorsport Park. Uh, and then last time out at, uh, at Lime Rock, it was, it was Nate Stacey who qualified the car. But the other four times that Luca has qualified that car, he put it uh, second on the grid at Sebring. Fifth at Laguna, fourth at Mid Ohio, and fifth at Watkins Glen. So, really impressive uh, qualifying performances by young Luca Mars. And right now, he's looking good potentially for his first pole position, perhaps. Mm. But, Graduates uh, uh, from the Edemit 2 MX5 uh, yep. Championship as well, of course. Uh, so, he knows all about close racing and all about, and this, I think this is key, all about keeping up speed through corners minimum corner speed is what you learn in small yeah. uh, relatively low powered cars so 180 horsepower in from those two liter mazda engines absolutely born street stock the engines are the cars aren't they're proper race cars but the engines are sealed and what do you learn there you learn about getting the most out of momentum and, and getting through the corners as quickly as you can on the ragged edge of adhesion if you have to, but without slowing yourself down. That's exactly right. That is the key there for those guys. Also, take advantage of the draft as well. There is a bit of a draft to be uh, had even in these uh, much bigger cars, of course. But to uh, Luca Miles, that's a really good qualifying lap. Last time around, Andrew Davis, massively experienced in that uh, uh, McCann racing car number eight, the Porsche uh, 718 GT4 RS Club Sports did improve last time around as did Kenton Cook in third position in the number 56 Marilla Racing Mercedes but they're still four and five tenths away from Luca Mars who uh, did a, a slow lap there but he, I don't think he came into the pits no no he's actually gone quicker again now as Luca Mars uh, fractionally quicker through his first sector Dylan McAvern meanwhile just gone purple in sector one so a great Run through turn one for Dylan McAvoy. Currently stands in the tenth position in Carbon 95. Let's see if you can improve upon that. Hugh Plum in fourth position in Carbon 46. Another Porsche. Then Kenny Kenny Marillo in the second of the Marillo Racing Mercedes. That's Carbon 72. Kenny Marillo is the son of Team Principal Ken. And. Kenton Cook up into second position in the sister car, number 56 at Marilla Racing Mercedes. 2 minutes 17.194 for Kenton. So there's an improvement that vaults him ahead of Andrew Davis, but still nearly three tenths behind Luca Mars, still fastest. 
at IMSA Radio if you'd like to get in touch with us uh, just on half half past eight at Central Time, half past nine on the Eastern Time Zone, and of course in the UK, half past two in the afternoon, half past three in Central Europe. I know it's a busy weekend for sports, so thank you for spending some of it with us. We'll have uh, live coverage of both races today, live and free in sound and vision with the international TV stream. And if you haven't got that bandwidth, don't worry, we'll carry the audio here on RS2 IMSA Radio. Also got WeatherTech qualifying coming up for you live via imsaradio.com. Couple of improvements there. First of all, uh, Dylan McAvern did improve, but only up to, he was briefly in sixth position, but he's just been bumped back by, first of all, by Trevor Andrusco, who's up to uh, briefly fourth position in number 55, the FCP Euro Mercedes. And then Billy Johnson, teammate to Luca Mars, just gone third fastest in a car number 59, the second of the Mustangs then, a 217.235 for the former series champion, Billy Johnson. That, uh, that lap for Luca Mars was another 2.17.3 for Luca, so four tenths away from his best time. No improvement on that lap ultimately for Luca, but he's still got nearly three tenths of a second in hand over Kenton Cook, who remains second. So full live sound and vision coverage of both the single MIG championships, and then, of course, for those of you outside the US. Uh, we have flag-to-flag coverage of the race for these cars, the Road America 240, uh, later on today via imsaradio.com and the uh, live video tab at the top left. Uh, for those of you here at the track, 87.9, tell your friends they can tune in on imsaradio.com. Hit the live, uh, listen live button on the top right-hand side of the home place, the homepage. And all of the schedule is down at the foot of the homepage. It automatically converts to the time zone on which you are, well, so long as you've got your browser set to that. And uh, you can follow along with us this weekend on a very busy day, which culminates in our Saturday A-Main, if you will, a Michelin Pilot Challenge for the Road America 240. That's this afternoon. Four hours of these cars pounding round the four miles of Road America. Mouth-watering. Yes, completely agree with you there. I want lots of green racing. I said to the yes. safety crew this morning, I saw the EMR safety crew coming in for breakfast uh, this morning, and I said, guys, don't take this the wrong way, but I hope you are bored out of your minds yes. this weekend <laughs> and that you end up listening to us a lot and doing little else. And they all nodded sagely as they were heading in uh, for their coffees and breakfast this morning. And I, and I mean that absolutely in the best possible way. I know the guys will be tuned in in the uh, EMR safety trucks. Thank you for your service, ladies and gentlemen. Do have a full female crew in one of the uh, vehicles I noticed this weekend. Thank you for giving us that most precious commodity, your time. Checkered flag is out, Jeremy, and looking to see any green on the sector times to note that somebody is improving. Not very much there. Lots of yellow, which means no one's going any quicker. Yeah, that's right. And quite a few of the cars already come onto the pit lane, including the top two. Kenton Cook, uh, he's been in the pits for a few minutes now. Uh, so uh, his streak, he's, uh, he's uh, filled in for four races uh, in this car since Jeff Mosing's I- injury. Qualified on the pole twice, that being at uh, 
Weathertech Raceway, Laguna Seca and Mid-Ohio. Qualified third in the other time he qualified the car, which was at Lime Rock Park. But uh, today has to settle for second position. So still a really good qualifying run for that car that stands second in the championship. The championship leader, Alan Brynjolfsson, is going to have to start in the ninth position, pending post-race tech, of course, in the vault racing Aston Martin. But Luca Mars, a tremendous run by the 16-year-old from uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, and uh, he uh, from Sewickley, Pennsylvania, and it was a, a tremendous run again for him. Uh, a, a string of top five qualifying results culminating now in his first pole position in just his sixth start in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. No improvement for Dylan McAvern, who comes across the line. Andrew Davis dives into the pit and doesn't finish his lap. Billy Johnson's still out there, but that doesn't look like... A decent lap there. Here comes the 96 Turner car. That's Vin Barletta. He does improve. For two green segments for Vin. Uh, and a 2.19.5 for his troubles. Puts him uh, ahead of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 of the GS cars. Still a gaggle of cars coming up over the top of the rise now. James Pesek has gone into the pits. He didn't hit the... Start finish line. Ramin Abdul Vahabi did. Doesn't quite improve. He'd be annoyed with that because he had started the lap very well indeed. Yeah. There goes the blue number 21, the Riley Motorsports machine. That's the car that's new uh, this weekend for Anton Diaz Pereira. And he has improved significantly. 2.19.6. So gets under 2.20. I think he'd be pleased with that in the new car. Has driven AMG GTs in the past, but. Most recently been in the Toyota Supra, of course. Had a little try of a GT3 Ferrari on the Road to Le Mans race earlier uh, this year. And enjoyed that. Stepping over to AMG GT, which has a lot... This GT4 has a lot of GT3 about it in terms of parts and the feel of the car. Might just be a stepping stone to GT3 for Anton in his future driving career. Yeah, and he, he, he did race the Mercedes a couple of years ago, so back into f familiar surroundings for him. And as you say, a good uh, qualifying effort there, ahead of all the TCRs. That's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's you know, a good effort because the TCRs are, pr are pretty fast. Fastest of the Bronze Cup contenders is Tim Probert in the number 65 Marilla Racing Mercedes. And uh, Tim, who'll be sharing that car with, with Brent Mosing, so they've had some, some really, really good uh, qualifying performances uh, this season. That's uh, not, not, their, not their best, but uh, he, he, Tim actually qualified fifth on the grid overall at Lime Rock Park, which is a tremendous performance yeah, by that him. that was very good. So he's not, not quite able to match that, but still, you know, he's not, not that far off the pace and just loves working with all these youngsters, with, with Kenton Cook and with the experience, of, obviously, of, of, uh, of Eric Foss as well and Christian Shimjak and Kenny Murillo in the uh, number 72 car. I love the fact that we're nearly five minutes after the chequered flag and we've still got, I can still hear cars going yes. around the circuit. They're coming back in and even as that is happening, they're on their slow down laps now. They're not still competing, but we can go to say congratulations for his first pole position in the Michelin Pilot Challenge to Core Motorsports and the Ford Mustang GT4 driver. It's Luca Mars. Yeah, Luca, this is very much a Ford track. I mean, NASCAR always does well here as well. Were you using any strategies that you've seen in any other racing to try and get this pole position? No, I kind of just went out there, found my gap, 
did my lap and that was it. It was a great lap. Um, I'm glad I can start the race from pole, carrying over my speed from yesterday. So hopefully we can continue to speed into the race for today. And carried your speed over from MX5 too. Learned about drafting over there. But this was an interesting qualifying session because every time you would do a fast lap, you would then back off immediately after crossing start finish. Kept a lot in your Michelins, didn't you? Yeah, after my first fast lap, I backed off and tried to go for another one. Wasn't there. So after that, I just came in. The tires weren't there anymore. That's super smart. Uh, how is it going to be in the race when the conditions are very different? Uh, the race, you definitely have to manage tires over a four-hour race. Uh, you're going to pit for tires, too, a lot. So you just have to manage them So, because you're going to lose a lot of time over the race. So you just got to keep them fresh. Even split, two hours for you, two hours for Nate Stacy. I believe that's what we're going to do, yeah. Good luck later in the race. First pole position, check. Now you got to go get that first win. Thank you. That will probably then be the longest stint he's been in a race car, Jeremy, uh, for young Luca Mars. If he uh, doubles up or thereabouts to get him to about half dif- half distance, uh, that is going to be... If you get into a rhythm, if you get into a rhythm in the car, there's nothing better than just realising that all of a sudden half an hour or 40 minutes has disappeared. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't, there's nothing worse than... than Asking your engineer how long's left to go, and they go, "Give me your readout." Oh no, you've still got forty minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It'll, it'll be you know four hour race, so he'll be he'll be planning. These cars can do yeah almost an hour, not quite an hour. Uh, the GS cars on, on a tank of fuel, uh, so yeah, that'll be a, yeah that'll be a workout for him this afternoon. No question about it. So the pit lane has been cleared. We go to our first race event in a few moments on this Super Saturday. Congratulations to Tim Probert, Marilla Racing for Mercedes AMG uh, to, to uh, excuse me, Tim Lewis and Kemp W Motorsports for Alfa Romeo uh, and the TCR uh, pole position, which was set earlier on, and to Luca Mars for Core and Ford Mustang, who'll lead them off. For the Road America 240 this afternoon, you'll hear that live here on IMSA Radio. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.